Hey everybody, Mike Coughlin, President CEO of McKinney Flavella. And before we get started on today's podcast, I just wanted to wish everybody a wonderful and happy holiday season. Everybody be safe out there. Enjoy the time with your family. As I always like to say, live with an attitude of gratitude. I really mean it. I just wanted to also say thank you to all our customers and partners out there. We are truly blessed to have you and be a little part of your daily life. So thank you again and happy holidays, everybody. Now with the podcast. McKinney Flavel's Hot Commodity Podcast Series. Empowering clients with commercial intelligence, supply chain expertise, and risk management solutions. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Mike Coughlin, President and CEO of McKinney Flavel, and today is December 17th, 2021, and welcome to our Hot Commodity Podcast Series. It's the holidays. You know what that means. I've got a bunch of guests, and it's almost the end of the year, so you know what we do? We look at what we said, what's going to happen in commodities last December. We're going to say what happened, and we're going to look at the future going forward. So, as I did last year, why don't everyone introduce themselves? Eric, start with yourself. Hello, everybody. Hi, Eric Thornton, commodity specialist, McKinney Favell. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to our newest, uh, our newest member, Sean. Introduce yourself. Yeah, I guess I do have a title. Hello, everybody. <laughs> that was Sean, <laughs> director of risk management for McKinney Favell. This is going well. Uh, next, Nicole. Hello, everybody. That's Nicole Thomas, Vice President McKinney for all information sales and services. And finally, but not least, we've got Craig. Hi. <laughs> Craig. Ruffalo, that was Vice the best President one yet. Oh, my gosh. I don't think we're going to get through this. Uh, <laughs> A couple cool things. Uh, this is our 54th episode commodity podcast of the year. Wow. So that's a lot. It's a lot More of than weeks. out there. For How do we pull that off? Yeah, I know. We did some twofers. Yeah, I don't know. Some twofers. Uh, but uh, happy holidays, everybody. Uh, we're going to jump into this because uh, we've got lots of folks here. But again, what we're going to do is we're going to uh, look at what we said about different commodities, what happened, maybe some big events, and what moving forward. So Eric, our commodity specialist, a beloved commodity specialist, our weed expert, our CBD expert. Last year, you said there might be some federal regulations in CBD. Mm -hmm. And you also said that there would be a range in wheat of 525 to 725. Mm -hmm. So how was wheat and CBD this year? And what do you think moving forward? Sure. Let's take a look at CBD first. So this is one that I'd say is a miss in terms of the FDA not coming out with any guidelines or regulations, uh, as we've seen here the last 12 months. But we did see some individual states start to come up with their own stance on CBD. And leading the way was California, who actually just passed a bill in October uh, allowing CBD into food and beverage. So it's what we're seeing here is kind of a similar path as marijuana and THC in terms of the individual states coming up with their own stance versus, you know, an entire FDA regulation. So unfortunately, and for the industry, we're still kind of lacking that FDA guidelines. But, you know, moving forward, I'd say my prediction for next year is 
we're going to probably see some more individual states uh, similar to California come forward and create their own stance just because I, I, at this point, I don't have a high level of confidence. We will see FDA guidelines next year. Again, we'll allow that to play out, but certainly continues to be that the FDA is kicking that can down the road for CBD. But it will happen. It will. Yes. There you go. I like that. It will be there. Uh, On wheat, I actually was kind of impressed with this one. Um, When I mentioned just Chicago futures having a wide range and it said, you know, be prepared for volatility. Uh, the, The low I predicted of 525, while we did not reach that, we got to 601 at the end of March. And this is all from a nearby spot uh, futures consideration we we well got well past the high i predicted of 725 but we got all the way up to 856 so really a two dollar and 56 cent range you know i was on point with saying it was going to be pretty wide and expect all that volatility and kansas city wheat and and minneapolis were even more pronounced in terms of a range kc had a low of 555 and a high of 861, so over a $3 per bushel range. And Minneapolis had a low of 599 right out of the gate, January 4th, 21, and we didn't look back. We rallied all the way up to 1075, a high we experienced last month. So almost uh, just shy of a $5 range for Minneapolis. So certainly uh, had some turbulence this year with wheat, as we've talked about all, all year. And looking ahead, I would say my prediction is we will see some improvements to ending stocks and the total wheat yield. And while that may seem like a pretty easy prediction, considering we just came off one of the worst production years in over 30 years, I'd say there is still a level of uncertainty and risk in that we're, again, in kind of a deja vu scenario with the weather at play being in a La Nina, just like last year, as we've talked about the last couple months. And, you know, I could, I would predict here today that we see a yield closer to that 50 bushel per acre average that we've seen in a normal year. I'm going to say 48 to 50 bushels per acre is where we'll end up for 2022-23. And I'm, for now, I'm just going to say ending stocks will be greater than 583 million bushels where we stand currently for 21-22. So those are my predictions. Excellent, excellent job. And it's been a wonderful year for you for many, many reasons. I know that you, you got married this year and uh, uh, that Yay. is a, a congratulations on that. Yes, thank and you. And also I'll, I'll pre-congratulate you, Buffalo Bills Super Bowl win. All right, let's go All and right. move on to uh, Sean Bingham. You know, last year Kevin predicted that, well, two years he predicted we'd have a new face and that was Eric and he's awesome. And then he predicted we'll have the best director of risk management in the entire world. And he joined us too. And that's Sean Bingham. So let's go ahead and start with you, Sean. And those out there that don't know Sean, you should get to know him. He's brought on a great tool for uh, everyone out there are systematic models that uh, are pretty dang awesome and help you as just another tool to hedge your risk and protect your margin. So Sean, the floor is yours. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I was 100% on my correction or my predictions from last year because I didn't give any. So uh, <laughs> I, I nailed those. Uh, Good job. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So uh, uh, yeah, look, so for me, I guess it's just looking ahead. And so I'm going to speak broadly on the economy. I'm going to go a little bit out on a limb. Uh, I'm going to say uh, on, the good, on the good side, 
I think we're going to have more vaccination rates continue to ramp up. And I think by the end of next year, COVID will definitely be in the rearview mirror. So having said that, I think we're going to see uh, the economy continue to grow, uh, unfortunately, along with inflation, which has really surprised a lot of folks, including the Fed here recently. CPI running above 6%, probably going to go higher. Uh, Food prices, depending on what you look at, up over 10%. And I think that's, you know, the growth as the COVID issue slows down and inflation picks up, that's going to mean the Fed is going to be more engaged. And I, so my prediction there is the Fed will probably raise rates more than the current 75 basis points that uh, that the market is predicting and, and they're showing on their dot plot uh, graphics. And then I'm going to go even a little bit further. I think that's going to surprise the market. And I'm going to say the S&P 500 is going to end the year lower than where it starts. We've gone 13 years without a 10% correction in the market. And wow. The last time the... Uh, I believe it was the CPA, CPI rate was uh, this high, 2000, July of 2008. I don't remember what, if everybody remembers what happened in 2008, but uh, S&P was down 38.5% wow. for the year. That was so, not... So I'm not predicting don't, that. Don't, but don't I do, do that. Think, I'm not predicting that. But, I, you know, but we have gone a long time uh, with, uh, you know, a great, you know, what's been a great run in stocks. Like I said, 13 years without a 10% correction. We're probably due. It's not going to be the end of the world. Average in at lower prices. But, uh, you know, the old saying, don't fight the Fed. Well, we're about to start fighting the Fed. Good for good for commodity prices overall. I think this is going to be a nice, a nice headwind to commodity prices in general. We'll see, you know, a lot of this has to do with uh, what other central banks around the world do. If they do it in conjunction, which they very likely will, it's probably not going to heavily impact the dollar, but it's still going to slow things down and hopefully bring some of these high commodity prices uh, back down to earth. Excellent. Thank you, Sean. Um, and uh, congratulations. I'll, I'm going to pre-congratulate you that the uh, Green Bay Packers will lose in the first round of the playoffs. So congratulations. Uh, I know you're a Bears fan. And, <laughs> that would be fantastic. And we'll celebrate now uh, yes. for that happening. Now, Rogers has a, a nice history of choking in the playoffs. So, ah, yeah, that's I love that. No. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> but he owns the Bears, apparently. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. He's a rich man, huh? Um, let's move over to Nicole. Don't bring up the Steelers. You're on this, you're on this whole football kick. I know it's coming. I didn't. You did. Okay. I know. I'm okay. not doing it. I'm not doing it. But uh, <laughs> let's move over to you. And uh, you had some uh, good predictions, and you did pretty dang good. So why don't you recap that, and where do you think things are going to move forward? I did good on some. My Super Bowl predictions are emotional, obviously. <laughs> yeah, well, most we of them discovered are. <laughs> that, yes. And I also discovered I am not a meteorologist. Contrary to my desire to be a storm chaser someday, yep. I'm hanging up my weather prediction hat forever because South America weather was not good. I'll just leave it at that. Now, on the better side of things, with corn, I said I was optimistic that we see ethanol recover in 2021. Hey, we got that. We got that. Yeah. I predicted a roller coaster ride for corn and soybean and soybean oil futures. 
I think I referenced the Millennium Force at, at Cedar Point as uh, what you that did. roller coaster ride would be like. And I think I may have said that the ride up was going to be intimidating, but the ride down would be thrilling. Or maybe I didn't say that, but that's what I meant. <laughs> and and lo and behold, let me give you some yearly future ranges here. Corn, we went from four eighty three to seven dollars and seventy two cents, and back down to the mid fives. Right? Soybeans peaked at sixteen sixty and fell all the way to eleven seventy eight, and arguably the steepest drop. Well, maybe came from soybean oil, or I will say the most intense ride, let, let's say that, came from soybean oil, where we went from about 39 cents a pound at the beginning of the year, peaked above 72 cents, and our recent low anyway was around 52 cents for the December 21 contract. So we definitely got that roller coaster ride in 2021. Yeah, that sounds like a roller coaster to me. Now, my prediction on oil and, you know, to a, to an extent, uh, some of the other commodity markets, but really focusing on oil, soy, uh, edible oil, maybe specific, more of the same in 2022. But this time, I think less of the ride comes from futures and more of it will reside in the commercial markets. And that ride won't just be about price, but also about availability. Uh, so I think we're we're in for a tight summer. Going to be pretty interesting to see what what transpires with, you know, tight canola oil, tight soybean oil. Well, not as tight soybean oil, but tight soybean oil because of tight canola oil. And uh, see if we can get a little bit of a turnaround with, with the palm oil. I'm not even going to talk about coconut oil <laughs> this morning. Yep. Typhoons suck. That's all I can say. So this year's thrill ride <laughs> for 2022 is going to be the Formula Rosa at Ferrari World in Dubai, also on my bucket list. And I chose that because of a description of the ride I read online, which was, and I quote, the thing moves so fast that passengers have to wear goggles to protect their eyes from motes of dust and splats of bugs. Because that's exactly how I think (laughs) supply chain professionals are going to feel for the first half of 2022. But to end it on a positive note, I think the proverbial light at the end of the tunnel will come by the end of 2022. So in other words, hang on. It might be a little tough these first first few months of 2022. But weather permitting, I think we'll, we'll look at a better scenario by the end of 2022. Excellent. And you know, uh, listeners out there, some of you already know this, we launched a brand new product this year called Procure Assist. So if you're in that procurement seat or you're in that C-suite seat and you're saying, how can we be more strategic with McKinney Fulvel? Boy, reach out to us and talk to us about this great new product uh, called Procure Assist. So let's shift over to Craig. Craig, uh, you're going to cover sugar. And boy, I'll tell you, looking back, you nailed it on many, uh, many of them. The beet industry, nice crop. You predicted that. Louisiana being over 1.8, that happened. The U.S. importing over a million. You were close on that one. So uh, what do you got uh, as we move forward? I know you had some price predictions on the world market which, you know, hey, look, that is a tough market. So uh, what do you got? <laughs> yeah, well, thanks. I appreciate the fact that we reviewed some of the things that uh, uh, we predict. Sometimes you forget exactly what you said, so you have to go back and re-listen. You said world market would go to zero. Oh, my <laughs> God. Of course I did. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> 
Well, you know, it's all it's all about uh, the gap that you can have as far as the spread between the high and the low. And yeah, as about as low as you can go is zero and the high, who knows? Uh, but let's start with world sugar market. Right now, you have a situation where I believe the speculators are coming back into commodities in, in total. Um, and I predict in 2022, that's going to create a lot more volatility uh, moving forward in all commodity spaces. But the world sugar market is going to be uh, one of them. I believe Brazil is going to have a little bit of a challenge moving forward uh, with some of the weather conditions. India will watch to see the government stop uh, subsidizing some of the uh, exports as they have uh, lost their WTO case against uh, Australia. Uh, so Australia has now suggested that the Indians have been subsidizing the market and they need to stop. And that might limit some exports out of India, which would gain a little more momentum to the upside of the number 11 market. So I'll predict that we're going to see a, an 18 and a half to 21 cent raw sugar market for the number 11s for 2022. As far as the domestic side, I believe that beet sugar guys will continue to plant pillar to post with the wonderful prices that they have received this year. So we'll anticipate another five plus million ton crop this coming fall. And I think in Louisiana and Florida, we'll see similar acreage. So we'll continue to watch around 3.9 to 4.0 million ton crop coming from the cane sector. Uh, imports will be an interesting dynamic, as Nicole alluded to, some of the challenges on supply chain. It'll be interesting to watch to see if we do get a little bit of a resolve to that and the cane refiners actually get all of the sugar that they need. I think during the year, you're going to see the continuation of number 16 values above 34 cents, unfortunately. I, I would love to see some reduction there, uh, but I, I predict that we're going to see a continuation of uh, somewhere in the mid to high 30s for raw sugar, uh, mostly due to the fact of uncertainty of when vessels might clear uh, and get into where the refineries are. Uh, other than that, guys, nothing going on in the sugar market. And one last thing, farm bill. It's coming back. We've got a new negotiation that's going to probably commence in 2022 uh, as we're going to get through the uh, farm bill, I believe, ends at the end of this coming year. So we'll watch to see how Washington starts to negotiate its way around the new farm bill. Do you expect any major changes on the, the farm bill? Not as it pertains to the current programs, uh, Mike. I think one of the challenges that the Sugar Act always has is it being looked at as a, a subsidy, if you will. Uh, I look at it as somewhat of a safety net to production so that we have domestic production here. They'll they'll challenge it for sure, but I don't, uh, just prediction-wise, I don't see it changing. Okay. Great. Um, okay. Well, we're going to wrap this one up, but I'll, I guess I'll do a prediction. I, I, I predict that on our IQ platform, we're going to have a ton of new features and, and new things for people to see our client base out there. I, I know that's a, a stretch, everyone, but uh, <laughs> look forward to that. If you said, what the heck is the IQ platform? Uh, please uh, come out and take a test drive. Not on that roller coaster that Nicole was talking about. Oh, come on. Oh, God, no. I know. I, yeah, I would no do it, way. too. But, yeah, become a, a subscriber on our IQ platform. Simply go to mckinney-favel.com uh, or reach out to us, and we'll put you on a test drive. Everybody, have a happy and safe holiday. Thank you. Awesome recap, Eric, Sean, Craig, and Nicole. And uh, be safe out there. As I always like to say, live with an attitude of gratitude. Enjoy every minute, moment with your friends and family. And until next week. Take care, everybody.
See ya. Take care, everybody. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Bye now. That concludes this podcast episode. For expanded commentary and more detailed information, log on to McKinney Favelle's IQ Ingredient Intelligence platform and listen to our Market Insights podcast. If you're not a subscriber, visit bikini-favelle.com for more information. And as always, follow us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter.